This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunoz.com. This is Digimon Chronicles. I am continuing to read Digimon Seekers. This is chapter 1, part 17. This is still A.G. Wolf of the Ninth Avenue, which is something I will continue to say until it's no longer time for me to say that because uh, it feels appropriate. <laughs> so anyway, uh, without further ado, I will read this as quickly as I can. This is Kikun's translation, and I'm thankful that she's working so hard to get this out every week. And fortunately for her, the uh, the uh, I hear in Digimon news that the Digimon Dreamers manga is going to be released on Digimon Web. I think that's what it's called. Digimon Web, much like Seekers is. Uh, we'll get one chapter a week um, for about 20 weeks, I think. And then after that, a hiatus will be over and they'll start releasing all new uh, issues there. So that might be something you want to check out as well. Uh, I did <clears throat> actually check out the, <laughs> sorry, I'm distracted because there's a mystery cat in the neighborhood I've never seen before. Huh, interesting. Um, I did check out, apparently Kekun also did the Digimon Adventure novelization, which I've known about that for a little while, but I listened to it May from, oh boy, Lost in Translation, I believe, Lost in Translation Mon. Uh, did a reading of it, and uh, I listened to a couple chapters, and I like that book. I like Digimon Adventure, the novel, so much more than I like Digimon Seekers, the web novel, and it's very interesting, the contrast between the two of them, but I will not let that uh, shake me from the you know small investment of reading this a little bit a week. Part of the reason I'm making an audiobook for myself is so that I can continue to uh, chip away at it and get the whole thing done, and then also I'll be able to listen to the audio all the way back from the beginning to the end uh, when it's a completed project and see how I like it. So, anyway, I will <clears throat> go ahead and read it now. I will give a little bit of commentary on Chapter 1, Part 17 after I'm all done, and uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it as well. So, here we go. More supple, more powerful, more shrewd. Such was the form that he'd changed into, a result of seeking power only for the sake of hunting and eating his prey. The fearsome wolf that was said to dwell in Walsalm's Ninth Avenue. Lugermon? No way. This Digimon is... Satsuki hissed from her fallen position on the ground. A blue wolf, far more massive in size than he was before, and clad in magical flames landed on the tiled roof of the castle of Nine Wolves' mausoleum. An enormous amount of energy could be observed. The energy overflowing from within this adult-level Digimon erupted out in the form of spitting flames from his mouth. That's right, I am Lugamon, but also Lugarmon. Aegis Digimon recalled the memories of the magic flame that had been burning within just moments ago. Lugamon, I mean, Lugaron, A.G. spoke up from inside him. Did your memories come back? The demon wolf of the castle of the nine wolves. The demon wolf of the castle of nine wolves. I've heard of him before. It's supposed to describe the Digimon boss that inhabited this place, 
Zatsi gritted her teeth. Magic and fire converged within Lugerman's mouth. A flash. Howling burner! He shot out a condensed, incandescent flame. No amount of mucus could defend against it. Numamon took a direct hit, causing them to wriggle and trash about. That would be thrash about. <clears throat> Satsuki screamed, Numamon, my precious Numamon! When a partner's Digimon is damaged so severely that it reaches their Digicore, that damage affects the mental data of the mind-linked human as well. The human can feel the pain of the damage to their Digimon, creating stress signals to their consciousness. Numamon kept burning within the inextinguishable fire. The power of this flame was far greater than the one before it. If the flames of the child level were like a bonfire, then this flame was a colossal burner that could incarcerate steel. That could incinerate steel. Numamon is heavily damaged. There's orders to retreat. Recover the wounded. The members of the Digipolice acted immediately upon seeing their fallen commander. The wind pressure from Cargodramon's rotors extinguished the flames, consuming Numamon, and after they recovered their wounded into the cargo area, the Digipolice, with the rest of their Commandermon squadron, retreated. On board the Cargodramon. How dare they do this to my Numamon? Sasuke grit her teeth in fury as she tended to her badly burned Numamon. Deputy Squad Leader, warning thresholds have exceeded. You must hurry and deactivate the mind link. No. The hollow eyed Sasuke brushed off her subordinates' concerns in their chat room. But look what they did to my Numamon. Next time, I'll make that insolent codecracker pay. The cargo Jumon returned its tilt rotor engines to a horizontal position and ascended through the net ocean at full speed. Satsuki bellowed as she gazed down at Walsam's Ninth Avenue below. Codecracker AG, you'll be mine to arrest! After watching the retreating cargo German disappear beyond the net ocean, AG hollowized once more and stood beside his Digimon. Lugermon. His appearance remained largely that of a wolf while the color of his fur gave off the impression of a larger Lugamon. What was different, though, was that the hairs on his body had grown longer, giving him a more demonic appearance. The biggest difference of all was his size. Lugamon was about as big as a rhinoceros. The interface on his forehead remained there, unchanged. As Lugamon stood on the tiled roof of the mausoleum, he looked up, at the narrow slit of sky above the castle of nine wolves. After I evolved to adult, after I devolved back, I finally remembered something. This Ninth Avenue in Walslum is where I rule. The demon wolf of the castle of nine wolves, right? So you're the boss here. Impressive, A.G. complimented. I don't know. I mean, being this way now must mean that I've lost my... Position as boss, right? Maybe he'd lost his authority to someone else, or maybe he just left. He couldn't remember. You've got a very strange kind of amnesia, since you only remember more each time you evolve, A.G. commented. Then, again, my knowledge of amnesia comes from comic books and movies. Hmm, 
Well, whatever. Lugerman shrugged. I'll get it all back. My power, my memories, and all of my evolutions. Lugerman seemed to have a hunch that he could evolve further. The smoldering magic flames finally died out and silence returned once more to Ninth Avenue. A rustle. Something appeared from within an alley. It was Digimon. Not just one or two. Crowds of Volslum residents in numbers that made one wonder where they had managed to hide emerged to gather in the castle's plaza. Huh? What's going on? Eiji said in surprise. In Walslum, it was either kill or be killed. Were all of these Digimon planning to attack them next? Lugermon, however, calmly greeted the Digimon that were gathered in the plaza. Lugermon! A voice cheered. The cheers soon became the voices of dozens of hundreds of Digimon echoing throughout the castle of Nine Wolves. Lugermon! 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 The Digimon gathered at the castle of Nine Wolves celebrated the return of their boss. The unknown SOC Digimon, hidden under rags, watched their celebrations secretly from atop the building roofs of the Red Light District. The demon wolf of the Castle of Nine Wolves has returned, the cloaked Digimon said. An aspiring sight, isn't it? Someone murmured in the voice chat. It was the SOC interviewer. That was a nasty thing you did, tipping off the fuzz just to test them. The Digipolice's deputy squad leader wasn't even a match for him, the interviewer said. I don't think they'd send a mind linker of their own, but the results were what I'd expected. Lugermon, that prototype Digimon, is just what we're looking for. What about the Codecracker kid? I'm reserving judgment for now. Mm. But it looks like he completed the mapping job. They had already received the mapping tools data hours ago. He passed the SOC entrance exam, of course, the interviewer said dismissively. I want as many code crackers with the ability to mind link as I can possibly get. Do you think he can guide him? That kid, Eiji Nagasumi, I mean? Do you think he can take his Digimon partner to deeper depths? He'll have to. It's the place we've been promised, after all. Wouldn't you agree, Doruman? Whoosh. The ragged cloth fell away just then, pulled by a strong wind. Doruman. Child level. Beast type. Deity species. He had a bushy tail. The Digimon that emerged from beneath the rags was plain in color and looked like a squirrel at first glance. However, he had the data of dragon the mythological beast that was told about in stories passed down through generations, stored in his digicore. The only evidence of that were the small dragon wings sprouting from his back. The same interfaces Lugamon's gleamed on Doruman's forehead. That is the end of the chapter. The artwork was, and the illustration was done by Malo, M-A-L-O. And <coughs> I gotta say, I did like that chapter. I I know I don't know if that was the best written chapter, best formatted chapter or not uh, that I've read so far and I haven't read of all of Kekun's. Uh, I was mostly reading off the the website the auto translation provided there. But this was certainly good. Okay, so finding out that there's this Doruman and their cracker or whatever, I was just to say tamer because that 
makes more sense, but whatever. Um, and that they're part of SOC and knowing now specifically that the interviewer tipped off the digi police to make it more of a challenge, uh, to hear that Lugarman or Lugaman's got memories coming back to him as he, Oh, it's really early in the morning, and um, I've not been getting a lot of sleep lately. It's just circumstances demand. Anyway, um, <laughs> circumstances, I thought you called it. No, um, it's an old Tremors reference, by the way, if you didn't get that one. Uh, but yeah, I was going to say, you know, you've got Lugerman's memories coming back and him becoming less amnesiac. Oh, and then all the Digimon cheering for him. That's very interesting. So... I don't quite get what happened, and they call him a prototype Digimon as well. To sum up, <laughs> I'm just excited and happy that there's interesting stuff actually happening, and uh, I like the consistency of AG being a little bit behind the eight ball, I guess you could say, and these other people around him knowing more and having more capability and setting things up in such a way that they're difficult for him, and he's being tested and um hmm. he's being tested and i would hope and i would think that we're going to learn more about him the more he's tested because so much of the time we've spent in ag's head and then talking to uh the professor ryusenji and being that he was so uh affectionate not affectionate um he very much wanted ryusenji to like him and approve of him, one, so he could get a job and get paid, and two, because he seemed to have respect for Ryu Senji for what the man was able to accomplish, that we got a different form of AG than we're getting, even with the SOC interviewer, who is somebody above him as well, even if it's in a more distributed way, so it's smaller and the power differential between them is, you know, not as large as it could be. But still, this person is instrumental to AG in a way that it puts them above him, and I think because of the, you know, nature of Japanese society, that definitely has an effect on how he acts around them. And then Satsuki, who, yeah, is digi-police, but is around his age, and has a pneumomon, and is mind-linked with it, and, you know, very much, you could say, is a parallel to AG in his situation. Uh, it's curious to me how he interacted with her, because he revealed a totally different side. He said she was cute, he said she was a pain in the butt, um, he, you know, ended up not liking her and expressing that and putting him with more peer type people and putting him on a more even footing, I think will reveal a lot more about his character and will enable us or enable me at least to connect with him a little more and have a little more fun with the story as well as like seeing Lugamon face challenges and, uh, you know, pass them or get through them. And, uh, the last element is that we'll get to see more of AG and Lugerman have themselves tested and find out what their metal is exactly. Because, uh, as I've said before in another thing that I've done, conflict creates character. And the reason that conflict creates character within a book or a story uh, is not because it literally creates character, although it does, but it reveals it to the audience. Because we can't see the character of the people in the story unless they're put into a conflict and see how they conflict with each other, how they resolve their conflicts, or when they're attacked by an outside force, how do they defend themselves against it? How do they deal with those things? And what do we learn about them? Because seeing how they deal with the issues does reveal the way their minds work, the way 
their ethics work, the way uh, that they've been raised in the culture that they have, it's all very much expressed through their, uh, through what they do in the different situations that they get put into. So it's making me think now of in Digimon Adventure, seeing all the kids get attacked on File Island in that first, you know, seven or so episodes, um, where they all had their Digimon first Digivolve, um, it's kind of like that, because you get a little insight into each kid, and then you see, you know, this cool, you know, monster turn into a cooler monster, and fight a bigger monster, and, you know, it might be silly, and it's, you know, tropic, and it's, you know, of the genre, but it's also giving you exactly what you're here for, so getting more fights, getting more conflict, getting more development happening, in a layered way where everything's kind of stacked on top of each other with, okay, they're learning more about Lugamon, they're coming into conflicts, he's getting into bigger fights with stronger Digimon, and that's testing him, and we're going to have it revealed more than more of who he is. And I don't want him to just be the super powerful guy, which he kind of seems to be. Um, like, I'm okay with him starting off with an advantage. Eiji's starting off with a disadvantage, and he's starting off um, behind the eight ball, like I said earlier. And uh, Lugamon's like his linchpin because he's so advanced and so strong and whatnot um but seeing him get into situations where it's not just he's so powerful because he's the you know demon of the castle of nine wolves and you know that's the most important thing about him uh i'd like to see him really struggle like i mean <laughs> the fight against machine german uh that's cool the fight against uh black Ward raymond those are the types of things that make Raymond's such a great character, or like a fun, memorable character. I mean, Agumon, really. But you get know what I'm saying. In his different forms, that's fun that he had to struggle so hard to fight that guy. And, um, yeah. So, anyway. I am going to go ahead and get out of here. I thank you for your time and attention. Uh, I insist that you check out all the links in the show notes. And until next time, folks, this is MJ signing out. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around, you're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.